You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by Director of Fun and Games, John Brazier. How you doing, John? It is our, I'm doing great because the sun is out, although the sun is out in Philadelphia, too. I'm down in Clearwater with my buddy Tom Burgoyne and with our, my buddy, our guest coming up, Jim Salisbury. So life is good. We're about to embark on our first game, home game, of spring training. Yeah, it's awesome. We're at Baycare Park. We're looking out at the beautiful uh, uh, field here, getting ready for opening day, the home opener. And uh, we have Jim Salisbury with us. Jim, uh, we know you're busy. It's been a big day. Uh, it's only opening day. You're nice enough to give us uh, a few minutes here. Uh, but John and I are, you know, we're fired up like everybody else about uh, the season and some of the moves the Phillies have been making. Now, what do you think of uh, the offseason uh, moves the Phillies have well, got going here? To use your expression, why wouldn't you be fired up? Um, it was funny. It was sort of the tale of two off-seasons. Uh, November was busy. Um, they, they got themselves a closer in Corey Knable. And um, and then the game just went, went dark for like 99 days. Exactly, right? The 99-day war. But uh, they settled that. And, you know, we were all hearing that, uh, it's going to be a compressed spring training uh, and a compressed free agent season, sort of like there was no hot stove this winter. So they're going to have a white hot stove for about two weeks in spring training, and it really has been white hot. And the Phillies have uh, done an awful lot here as the game is resumed. Um, you know, they addressed uh, the bullpen, got some veteran guys down there in uh, Juris Familia and Brad Hand who are kind of looking for bounce-back seasons. Big, hard-throwing guys who, if they throw strikes, they're quite effective. If they don't, like any reliever, they're going to have problems. They brought back Odubel Herrera in center field. And then, of course, uh, the two earth shakers uh, adding to that offense. Some real thunder in that offense now with Kyle Schwarber and the agreement with uh, Nick Castellanos coming down late on Friday night. Which is not official yet. It's Saturday. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's not official. It's, a, it's, it's, you know, an agreement is different than signed deal. Yep. So they have an agreement with uh, um, – Nick Castellanos, so, uh, you know, hey, look, they've really addressed that lineup. Uh, and they've been aggressive this winter. Um, by my math, you know, over $202 million in uh, free agent commitments this winter. Um, you know, they have an 11-year postseason drought, and quite honestly, they're sort of putting their money where their mouth is, and they, they want to they get rid of it. They want a 10-year postseason drought, I should say. They, they haven't been since 2011, so they want to get back there, and I think they have the lineup to do it. Um, you know, uh, defensively, they weren't not were not good last year, and and I see them, I see that being a concern again this year. And um, you know, I like the starting pitching staff, but they really need Zach Wheeler up and running. Uh, he's been slow getting started here in spring training, but he's going to throw a bullpen on Sunday, so that is good news. But um, there's some excitement in the ballpark today, and it's not just. Uh, the fact that it's the first game, Aaron Nola taking the mound. Uh, there's excitement because it looks like the Phillies really improved themselves. Uh, like I mentioned, defense a concern, but this is a lineup that, you know, looking it looks like they're going to try to outslug 
some of their defensive um, weaknesses. I mean, you have Bryce Harper in right field coming off an MVP season, led the majors in OPS last year. You're going to add Castellanos. He was sixth in the majors in OPS last year. Schwarber just missed qualifying because he had that uh, time off with yep. the injury. He, he did not qualify for the OPS, uh, whatever you call it, uh, leaderboard. Had he qualified, he would have been ninth. So that's not too shabby. And you got Reese Hoskins, JT Realmuto, Gene Segura. Which puts uh, so less I like, pressure. I like the lineup. And that puts less pressure on guys like JT Realmuto and Hoskins, right? Because all of a sudden they're... Yeah, they don't have to be the, the crux of that lineup. And also gives you great lineup flexibility because Schwarber is known as a power hitter at 32 home runs, but he's a very selective hitter. He batted leadoff a lot, so he could be your leadoff hitter. Gives, you another, fle- gives you another flexibility. Uh, totally. Uh, he, he, I think he is going to lead off uh, on occasion, uh, maybe even more than on occasion, maybe quite, uh, quite often against right-handed pitching. Um, he can come up in the first inning, pop one out, put, put you on the board in the first inning or get on base. Uh, Harper would have had a ton more RBIs last year if they weren't so bad in on-base percentage in the first and second hole. They were like the majors' worst, you know, combined on-base percentage in those holes. So uh, they've addressed it. You know, guys are going to get on base, and there's going to be guys in the middle. And your point on, on especially uh, Real Mudo, not feeling pressure to, you know, lead a pitching staff and produce mm-hmm. offensively. He can just kind of BJT Real Mudo and show off his really good, you know, all-around skill set. And I think that's going to be really good for the team and him in general. And here, a sneaky, this is a little sneaky move the Phillies made, was Camargo, who came from the Braves, who actually had, like I think, 18, 19 home runs a couple years ago, uh, and very good defensively, too. So you could see him as your third, either defensive replacement, right? Or he could he could spell Alec Bohm if Alec Bohm's at third base, right? So it gives you a little more flexibility. Yeah, he was sort of like the uh, the, the – big addition on the bench and it's funny he spent most of last year in triple a because atlanta was so deep uh, they couldn't find playing time for him but he played pretty regularly with them a few a few years back had a really good year in triple a last year and uh they, you know they saw enough out of him that he gave him a guaranteed big league deal so yeah he's going to be in play uh, you know you can see him every night in some he's, role he's uh, almost in that Torres almost a Torres plus yeah right gonna help that bench a lot and you know i think they're still hoping that alec bohm really um you know, turns it around both offensively and defensively at third base, and I think that's important that they inject a, a young, homegrown player into this lineup. You can't just uh, survive every year on the free agent market, but where they are right now, uh, I think they had to go that route, but, you know, eventually the farm system needs to catch up, and the, they need to get some prospects here. So they need Bohm to be an improved player this year at third base, but like you mentioned about, you know, when you make those additions, it takes pressure off guys. I think he could benefit from – some of the additions they've made, not having to feel like, okay, I'm in my second or third year in the big leagues, I'm still learning what it's like up here, and I still need to be the guy. No, maybe he can go out and blend in, and, and that might help him as well. And you mentioned the starting pitching, and uh, Wheeler off to, you know, just s- slow getting out on the field, Rangers just uh, showing up. Uh, do you like any of the uh, young arms that might have to be put into play uh, here in the first month? Well, I still consider Ranger a young arm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like it seems like all over baseball people are looking are really eager to see what he's going to bring because last year you know this is a kid in 2020 i mean he's 26 years old he's still young in 2020 he spent a month in a hotel room here in clearwater locked in a hotel room in covid protocol having his meals delivered to him so 2020 was a lost season last year he comes to spring training has a quad injury is not ready to go ends up up at lehigh at the alternate site um and then comes to the big leagues late 
And, uh, okay, let's see what we got out of Ranger Suarez. Long man does a great job. You know, they're piggybacking him with uh, Spencer Howard, right, protecting innings. And then uh, closer's an issue. Hey, you think you can close for us? Sure, I'll do a great job at closer. And then, uh, you know, they get uh, Ian Kennedy uh, as closer. You think you can go um, help our rotation? Sure, does a great job in 12 starts. So uh, I'm very curious. You guys are curious. All over baseball, people are curious to see what this kid looks like. You know, he's always wanted to be a big league starter. He's going to come in here and get his chance to be a full-time big league starter. So uh, he did so well last year. People are eager to see if he's sort of like that breakout candidate. If he wasn't a breakout player last year, which he probably was, just people are eager to see what he can do this year. So I consider him a young arm uh, that, you know, I'm excited about. Um, And that rotation somewhat solidified in the sense that you've got Wheeler, Nola, you've got Ranger Suarez, you've got Zach Eflin, and you got Kyle Gibson. Kyle so Gibson. pretty much, unless there's injuries, those are your five going into the season. Absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, they had hoped that would be their rotation after the trade deadline last year when they got Ian Kennedy. You're like, wow, you can see a uh, five-man rotation coming together here. Maybe they're going to make a playoff run. And what happened was Eflin went down with that. You know, I thought it was a pretty serious knee injury, um, pretty serious patellar tendonitis. He had off-season surgery. He's back ahead of the game, ahead of schedule, probably going to be ready for the first week. Uh, and he has a lot of motivation. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. A lot of motivation that his legs feel good. So I think he could be a, a real plus. I mean, I've always, I always have looked at him and said, "Wow, this is this an all star in there somewhere." And and maybe this is the year because he's healthy. I think Nola, you know, Nola had a tough year last year. Made a lot of mistakes over the plate. Got roughed up with men on base. Had trouble finishing innings. Trouble with two outs. But then you look at the strikeouts per nine innings, and you're like, wow, the stuff is still there. If he could just bring back that famous kind of Aaron Nola pinpoint location, which just wasn't there last year, you got a good one. So, uh, and, and, and Kyle Gibson, a real professional guy at the back end, um, you need the rotation to be healthy, taking the ball every fifth day, and you need that bullpen where you got some veterans who have, you know, issues with command, but they're power guys, you know, Coonrod, Alvarado. Yeah. Familiar. A lot of stuff um, on that. Brad Hand. They got yeah, and and and, and you can almost new, say we had an closer. A, and you can almost say we have an act. You know, obviously we got Familiar. We got Hand. We got uh, Knable. But you can almost say a new acquisition is also Sir Anthony. No right? question. Sir yeah, Anthony is, has been out for a couple of years. So if he comes back and is a Sir Anthony that he was before, that's a you know add that with Brogdon and Coonrod and Alvarado, and that's you know it's yeah. all of a sudden now you're that's starting. That's a great to, X factor. If, if Sir Anthony could be. He's lost like 40 pounds. He looks really good. He looks athletic. He says his arm feels good. What an X factor he could be. Brogdon's got a power arm and a great changeup. I, I just think all that's missing there is um, confidence. You know, believing I belong here and believing that I can actually be a real good major league reliever because I think all the physical ingredients are there. So, um, you know, you, there's just a lot of good ingredients. It, you just need now to – Stick, you know, put it all in the pot. And it needs to come out tasting good, right? Mm, yep. And they need to, and that that what happens there is you you need performance, um, for it to taste good. Well, we also have something new, and one of the reasons why Kyle Schwarber came to the Phillies, we have a new hitting coach as well, Kevin Long. Talk to you about Kevin Long and and his potential impact. Well, uh, it could be huge. He has a little bit of a, uh, a, a you know a year history with Schwarber, and I think he was a real. Uh, he pushed uh, f- for Schwarber to get here. Harper's got familiarity with him. He's just well-regarded around baseball. He's got a real good history with Joe Girardi. They were together in New York. Um, so, uh, you know, I, th- I think he could make a difference. Um, but ultimately, the players need to go out there and, and do it. Um, maybe, hopefully, he makes a difference in, in Alec Bohm. 
in um, in approach and maybe building his confidence. So this team is he's he's a he's a crucial guy because this team's going to need to score runs maybe to uh, play over some defense uh, defensive shortcomings. But it, it still comes down to you know seven oh five. The, the guy's got to do it out there. Hey Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Now, as we stand, March of 2022, and you're looking at the division, how do you think we stack up now uh, with the Braves and the Mets and the Marlins who always give us fits? Marlins always give the Phillies <laughs> fits. They always seem to have pitching, and, and they're, I, you know, they're a tough team. As I see it, I mean, you got the world champions in this division. I can't believe they lost Freddie Freeman. I still can't. Mm-hmm. I scratch my head. Now they got uh, someone back. Oh, they got a great player back in yeah. Matt Olson, but I still can't believe they let Freddie Freeman get away. I mean, to me, he deserved to retire there and have his number on the wall yeah. with Chipper Jones and the rest of the guys. He was sort of like the the baton handoff from Chipper Jones. He was the, the Mr. Brave. Um, but, you know, they got their World Series. They, they let him walk. Uh, they have a very creative general manager who didn't let, you know, uh, he didn't let much time pass. He went out and he went out and got Matt Olson, who's a heck of a player. And uh, they got Acuna is going to be back, I think, you know, maybe in May. They got excellent young pitching. Um, they got a third baseman, Austin Riley, who made a strong showing in the MVP voting. Albies. Uh, Albies is a terrific energy player, produces. Um, and they got those young pitchers, as I mentioned. Uh, I think, I, you know, I'd, I'd still say they were the team to beat. And the Mets were, you know, they have an owner who is. Uh, very, spend, spend, spend. <laughs> yeah, he's very aggressive. He wants to win. He's got the wherewithal to do it, and uh, he's he, you know he goes out and gets Max Scherzer, three-time Cy Young winner, pays him over forty million per season. Uh, they really addressed the hole in center field with Starling Marte. They added that Marquena. Um, you know, the, I think you know you have Jacob Degrom. If and they lose Syndergaard, right? Uh, they lost Syndergaard, but if you have Degrom yeah. healthy and Scherzer, and Scherzer replacing healthy, Syndergaard, basically, if you have those two guys healthy, and you know, I think you have to point out if right because. Um, DeGrom's had elbow issues. Scherzer is getting up there. Uh, he had some tired arm last year late in the season. But, you know, if those guys are, are what they are, you're looking at Schilling and Johnson from the 0-1 mm-hmm. uh, World Series. Yep. I mean, that type of impact. And I think the Phillies with their offense and if everything comes together in their rotation, um, they have the ability to be right there. Now, I wouldn't pick them to as my number one team in the division right yet, but – I think they can go out there and show people, and if they, if they put things together, they can uh, certainly have a chance. They're certainly going to score some runs. They're certainly going to give those opposing pitching staffs uh, reason to to think and and, and not, not make mistakes over the plate. Yeah, and one of the, another reason to be optimistic is that with the labor agreement went 99 days. But part of that is that the playoff uh, teams got expanded. Yes, uh, so there'll be six teams per league. 
And I was funny. I was looking at like the National League, and boy, I look at like eight or nine teams. I think have a shot at making the postseason. And then I'm looking at like, you know, f- five or six that really, you know, it's kind of very hard for them to for me to see them get into the postseason. Yeah. So it's not a real, you know, six. There might be nine teams for six, you know, or eight teams really have a chance at six spots. So. Um, I mean, it's no excuse time with this payroll. They, they're over. T- they're 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 like two hundred forty million now in projected payroll. That's over the luxury tax um, threshold. Well, let's uh, talk so about. So they they have the MVP in right field, the runner up on the Cy Young uh, yeah. in the rotation. Yep. They have you know catcher. You, you get a great catcher. You got Schwarber. You get Castellanos. It's really no excuse time. Yeah, and and that's why you bring in Dave Dombrowski for all the moves we just made, and it's winning. You know, and we didn't sacrifice any young guys. We didn't trade anybody that's our top prospects. So, um, but let's talk about, we mentioned the um, increase in playoff teams. Let's talk about uh, what came out of that and what could come down the road. I know basically the, um, you know, there's a free agent draft pick compensation uh, could be changing. You had, there's a pre-arbitration bonus pool now. It's a draft lottery now. I think that's cool. Yeah. You know, right? Well, that's to prevent tanking. uh, Prevent tanking, but... Uh, then you see the Cincinnati Reds sell off a bunch of players. And, right. Uh, there's still teams out there that look like uh, they're not really giving it an effort, to me at least. But uh, You like the idea of the draft lottery, though, Jim? Yeah, I think it, makes it, I think it might um, maybe reduce the uh, desire to tank, but there's still teams out there that yeah. are tanking. It's not gonna, the thing I really like about this, I like that bonus pool for the young player. Yeah, yeah. yeah for because sure. Because I, I love the idea of, of – um, a lot of times in free agency, with the way baseball structures got structured, guys get paid later in their career, and um, it's just the nature of the beast. And a lot of times, when you pay a guy late in your career, uh, you're paying for past performance, right. and you're not getting all that he you were getting as a young player. And and the player loses out as well. So I I love the idea of if I'm a young player and I go out there and really shine, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a big bonus for this. I think that's a great motivator, and I think it's a really good sound message. So I like that bonus pool. I thought the players did really well there. It's gonna be a fifty million dollar a year bonus pool split up among the top one hundred players uh, in that zero to three year service class, with the MVP and the Cy Young getting I think two and a half million dollar bonuses. Really. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty good stuff. Uh, so if you look at that over the life of the agreement, the five-year agreement, that's an extra $250 million that's going in the players' pockets. Not too shabby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And you have the luxury tax going from $210 million to $230 right. million, and then it keeps increasing up to uh, 2026. Uh, minimum salary jumped. Uh, it went from five seventy to 700000 Again, jumps through 2026. We mentioned postseason. One of the things is the DH, and we mentioned that we might have defensive issues, but you know we're we're going to be able to rest JT, right? We can save his legs at catcher. Uh, we can DH uh, obviously Schwarber. We can DH uh, if Castellanos if that goes through uh, officially, then we can do that. Reese Hoskins. So there's a lot of gives us a lot of flexibility. We're yep. kind of built for that 
Yeah, uh, yeah, no question. Um, you know, and then I, I know things are going to be uh, looked at, you know, for 2023, right? Some of the changes could oh, yeah. be the shift, right? They're going to, it's not official, but they're talking about potentially having two people on both sides uh, yeah. of second base, right? Yep. They're talking about a pitching clock yep. to speed up the game. Yeah, and I think in 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 conjunction with the pitch clock, you got to keep the hitters in the in the yes, box. Yep. Uh, if you want to speed things up, um, there's so much analytics and science in the game these days that uh, I just think pitchers, uh, pitchers, uh, players are, do more thinking, and I think that slows down the game. Uh, it still should be a reaction game, um, but you know that's the you know the way the game has gone. You know how many times do we see uh, the pitcher and the catcher trying to get their signals straight? Right. Because there's a guy in second base, and there was a sign-stealing um, controversy in Houston, and, and that was, you know, that that came about because of technology. So I don't know how much more you can – or how much you're going to speed up the game with some of these rules. But, mm. you know, I like the – I think the pitch clock and just getting the guys in the box uh, should help. Uh, the shift, uh, you know, limiting it or even eliminating it um, – you know, could get us back to just putting a little more action on right. the field. I mean, how much? I mean, it, it is a sinking feeling when you, you know, we know well here with, with Ryan Howard. With, I was going to yeah. say with yeah. Ryan, Ryan Howard, seeing him hit one of those, um, one of those burners, those one hop with the bat, with the top yep. spin, and and you know, two hundred and ten feet out into <laughs> right field, and the, and, the, and the second baseman throws him out. So, um, but you know, part of me wonders if. You know, part of me is old school enough to think that, you know, as much as sometimes I don't like the shift, I, I don't know if I like the fact that you ha- you can legislate where to put your players. I mean, I'm like, I feel like part of me feels like, you know, you got nine defenders, you put them where you want to put them. Right. If you want to put them all uh, on the outfield berm and then pay the <laughs> price for it. But I, I wonder if a way to maybe address that, maybe add a cool piece of strategy to the game would be to say, okay, Joe Girardi, you got three shifts tonight. Ah, you know, uh, Buck Showalter, you got three shifts tonight. I like that. When are you going to employ it? Right? I like that. You give a wave up to the official score or the home plate umpire. I'm Jim Salisbury for commission. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that, that idea. So nice wrinkle. It adds a little bit of. Have strategy. you written that yet, or is that? No, <laughs> I haven't written that. Maybe put that, I should. Put that in an article. I like but that. But like, I'm gonna, or you got two shifts per night, yeah, right? It's like, so I'm going to save my shift for Bryce right. Hopper in the bottom it's like of when the night. Had, when, when they throw the flag in football, when yeah. You, you, Certain yeah. amount of uh, replay reviews. And I like it. I like it too. That might be, you know, a team like the Mets are going to save, you know, their shift for Bryce Harper. Harper coming up in the eighth in, inning, in the eighth or, so, inning yeah. or something. That might be, um, that might be cool. But I'm, I'm just glad everything's back because, uh, mm. you know, it's a great game, and and like you guys, I love the game, and it really, it, it stunk to see it shut yeah. down for ninety and, and cost us the hot stove season, and and then you know a bad feeling. So it's great to to see everything back on the field. and We're going to see a packed house here today for the Is home opener. Be packed? I think so. Yeah, and uh, and I know we got to let you go too, Jim, but one last thing. We're celebrating the 75th year of Phillies in wow. Clearwater. And, uh, I mean, what do you think? Is it the best? Spring training site in baseball, as far as you know, I think it is yeah. uh, for where it is and, and yeah. everything. It's just a great city. Um, you know, I think it, it, how popular spring training has gotten, and I'm just always kind of um, the story I always think of is the one Larry Shank told me years ago is uh, when they would train at Jack Russell Stadium. Uh, spring training in the '70s or even '60s or '70s wasn't the phenomenon that it is today with the tiki bar and the, all over Arizona and all over Florida fans streaming down and 
It's it's such an event and a vacation spot. He used to tell me that he used to him and Wheels, I think, would go up on Clearwater Beach and give away tickets <laughs> to spring break right. spring breakers. And so maybe you could get a few fans in the ballpark. <laughs> it's so different today. Oh yeah, people plan their vacation around it, and you know, and, and even though we got off to a late start this year. I still, I'm sure you were too, and I'm sure you were. Hey, I'm coming down regardless. You know, yeah. I'm coming down. You know, are they are the minor leaguers training over there? And then once obviously the lockout ended, then you know my phone's blown up. I'm sure all your phones are blowing up. Yep. Uh, but it's great. And, and and as you said, the only the longest tenured is Lakeland, Detroit. Right? They've been yep. there since forty. Four or so, or yeah, something like that. Years on. Is this number two? Yeah, number we're two. second. Vera so. Beach, I think, with the Dodgers was one until they moved out. Right. So uh, that bumped us up to two. Yeah, but it's a great. You'll see, you know, all the politicians and all the people that yep. that make this uh, our relationship great with Clearwater. And I think, as a fan, and you alluded to alluded alluded to it, is that um, you know, if you're going to come down, like you know, we've traveled all over the different ballparks. Clearwater is the best. Like if you're not, maybe not if you, I guess if you're a player, it's still great, right? You can stay on the beach. But if you're a fan, you got great restaurants. You have the great beach, great bars. You've got golf courses close by. You got, if you want to go in to see a concert in Tampa, you can go into Tampa. Uh, I mean, you, you can't beat it, right? I remember uh, Bill Giles told me a story. Uh, George Steinbrenner came here the f- first year it opened, 2004, looked around, and they were building their ballpark and he looked around and uh he knew he was beaten you know he knew we had built a better uh you know better field and a better complex than than he had which was nice well he he uh Got his revenge in the 09 World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna, we're going to end with that, no, Jim? Can't you nuts? Uh, we're going to let you go, Jim. Thanks sorry for giving be, us some I'm time. I'm sorry to be a downer, but... <laughs> yeah, know, but sorry, man. Not today. I was, I was more or less kidding. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm going to have one last question for <laughs> but you. But this is, uh, you know, opening day of spring training, Aaron Noll is on the mound. And right on. you got a thunderous lineup, so there's a lot of reasons to feel good. About right it. on. Sorry, there Tom. it is. <laughs> and I'm going to give you one last question, is you caught Billy Wagner in spring you training. You always bring that up. I love it. I love it. So who's... What what guy would you be uh, most excited to catch in this lineup? In this, uh, boy, in Alvarado. This, Alvarado, yeah, yeah Alvarado. Yeah. I would need um, like you know, full like, hockey equipment. No, I would need uh, you know like those gladiators, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. a metal uh, suit of armor. You never know where it's gonna go. Yeah, but he, uh, boy, I, I was watching his bullpen. Man, he throws hard and and he just kind of lets it move. And it's mm. it's when it, you know, like I said, with the bullpen, him and Familia and. Um, uh, Brad Hand, Brad Hand, and mm. um, Sir Anthony. Hopefully, Sir Anthony. Uh, you got a lot of power down there if they can throw strikes. Coonrod, obviously. And even if you don't throw strikes, I, I've seen these hard throwers. You yep. know, they walk a batter, they walk another yeah. one. All of a sudden, they throw and they get a ground ball yeah. and they're out of it. So. Or they're effectively wild. You know, Mitch. I yep. always think of Mitch. You know, yeah. the ultimate. All right, Jim. We'll let you get back to work. Thank you so much as always, and go Phils. You got it. Thanks. For Thanks, Jim. Right. Thanks for having me. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, that was Jim Salisbury and Tom. Uh, always good to come down here again. This is my first, second day, really, uh, or actually first day, really, uh, and it's awesome. This is the, the ballpark's about to fill up. Uh, is a fanatic excited for uh, for the spring training? He's fired up, John. Is he? What yeah. does the fanatic have planned? He missed St. Patty's Day. 
because we didn't have a game on St. Patty's Day. But what what does the Fanatic have planned today? Well, he's got the the politicians are going to be out there, so the Fanatic usually comes out pregame and uh, busts that up. You know, you can only take so much of the politicians yep. talking. But yeah. uh, no, actually, there's uh, we have some of the alumni are back too, John, representing the '70s, the '80s, the '90s. Uh, it's going to be a great pregame show. The Fanatic, of course, would be right in the middle of it. And then uh, the Fanatic was actually showing a, a couple kids who work here the other day how to wrap a hot dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, it's opening day down here. Uh, the conditions are right. Uh, the hot dogs will be flying. And I saw some broadcasters, some fairly new. Ruben's back, right? So Ruben's going to be doing TV like he did last year. Uh, Eric, Eric Kratz. Kratz. We just doing saw some radio, Kratz. And I know Kevin Stocker is going to be doing some radio. And I know Michael Bourne and Chad Durbin. So that's great to kind of yeah. see those guys. I haven't se- I've only seen Kratzy, uh, but I think all, th- all those guys will be rotating through, and you'll hear them throughout the uh, the year. So it's, it's going to be fun. We have our home opener on uh, April 8th, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, we play the A's. We're working on uh, Bobby Shantz. Your boy. I know. We're, uh, we're working on <laughs> Have you? I mean, uh, you've reached out to him, right? Oh, yeah, but I just yeah, yeah, need yeah. to reconnect with him. So, okay. Uh, but fascinating. You know, Bobby Shantz obviously played for the A's for all those years. Yep. He finished up with the Phillies. MVP as he a was pitcher. the MVP, yep, in 52, yep. I think it was. Um, won a World Series with the Yankees. So, a uh, legend. I, rode, I drove with mm. him to a golf tournament, and I got to tell you, you know, we're jaded because we're always around baseball players and, you know, especially alumni. Uh, talking to Bobby Shantz, yeah. just going back in history of who he faced, Mickey Mantle and all this, it yeah. just was mind-blowing. He's a real down-to-earth guy. Oh my He's God, like the yeah. nicest guy in the world. Yes. Yeah, we love Bobby Shantz. Yeah, so, uh, but all excited. And then the Fanatics birthday, real quick, what do we got for the Fanatics yeah, birthday? Yeah, that's coming up April 24th. Thank goodness we didn't have to change the schedule all around, so uh, that is a go. And uh, kids 14 and under are going to get uh, the uh, t-shirt. Uh, and it's a circus theme, John. I think the Fanatics going to get to be a ringmaster on his it's a birthday. circus every day with the it Fanatic. It is always a circus. So it's uh, so we're looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Perfect. Um, all right. You know what? I think we're do- doing something a little different. Uh, normally, we give our quiz to our guest, but our guest, Jim Salisbury, was our previous guest at one point, and we already did give him we a quiz. We gave him a quiz. And we also figured we gotta, he's got to go back and work. Yes. So I've got four questions for you. you got four questions for me. I do. We don't know what the questions are. If we get a combined six out of eight, right? What do we win? <laughs> we get to we get another broadcast in, in, a, in a week or two. What do we win? Right, so I'm going to give you your questions first. All right. So all right, I, go ahead. I stuck to what you are interested in, obviously, and I've known you for 29 years, so yep. I know what you're into. So your first question is: What album were the <laughs> Allman Brothers recording when Dwayne Allman died tragically in a motorcycle accident? Was it Idol Eat with- a Peach? It doesn't even need. Don't need that one. Doesn't even need it. All right. One for one. What college has the. Now, your son is a big gymnastics. um, That's right. uh, Performer. Athlete. Athlete. At the University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, Awesome. Like one of the top uh, gymnastics. uh, Program. They got a great program, John. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of program, this is on the women's side. What college has the most gymnastics women's titles with 10? Is it Stanford, Oklahoma, Georgia, or Michigan? Stanford, Oklahoma, Georgia, or Michigan? Ten women's gymnastics titles. I hate to not say Oklahoma, but I'm going to say Stanford. Georgia. Georgia. How about that? How about that? Yeah, how about that? Huh. All right. All right. The year the Fanatic came to Philadelphia, obviously 1978. Obviously. Everybody, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> what song had the longest run at number one that year? In 1978, the song that had the longest run at number one. Was it Night Fever by the Bee Gees? 
Was it You're the One That I Want by Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta? Was it Miss You by the Rolling Stones? Or was it MacArthur Park by Donna Summer? So was it Night Fever, You're the One That I Want, Miss You, or MacArthur Park? The longest run at number one in 1978. It's either A or B. I think I'm going to go Night Fever. Night Fever is correct. Man. Tom, you are two that, for three. That song was on. It was like every other song on Wi-Fi 92. I right. think they played Night Fever. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Uh, and there's a great documentary on the Beatle or on the Bee Gees. Uh, I think it's oh, on I've Netflix it. somewhere. Yeah, it's tremendous. Great. Um, all right, last question. Obviously, you're a big, besides a huge Phillies fan. Go ahead. You're a huge Sixers fan. Yes, I am. So I'm going to give you the most obscure Sixers <laughs> trivia question all that right. I know you're going to get. Go ahead. Who is the all-time 76ers leader in free throw attempts with 6,712? <clears throat> is it Charles Barkley, Hal Greer, Allen Iverson, or Dolph Shays? Charles Barkley, Hal Greer, Allen Iverson, or Dolph Shays? Wow. <laughs> great talk, question. Talk about obscure. And I like your uh, – I like the choices you I like have. You like your choices? Because right. uh, it's kind of – yeah, it's not Dolph Shays, although he probably played a lot of games. I might have been even thinking Wilt. Like, they were probably climbing on Wilt every play, you know, yeah. hacking them. Right. Uh, could it be Iverson or Barkley? Um, I don't All know. Right. Hal Greer, I wouldn't know. So I. You your know, answer is – I'll go with um I'll go with uh I'll go with Iverson. Uh Dolph Shays. Was it Dolph <laughs> yes, Shays? It was Dolph Shays. Ah. See, I thought you'd get that because it's obscure. Uh, All right, so you are two for four. I'm two for which four. Means Ooh, you gotta I need, go. Do I need to go four for four? <laughs> yeah, here? you do. Maybe right. I gotta make these a little easier. All right. All right. Uh John, you're a paddle ball player. <laughs> paddle tennis. Oh paddle or, tennis. Or paddle ball. tennis, yes. Uh <laughs> what is the dimensions of a Paddle tennis oh, court. <laughs> is it A, 50 by 20, 50 by 20, B, 60 by 30, C, 55 by 25, or D, 70 by 40? 50 by 20, 60 by 30, 55 by 25, or 70 by 40? I'm going to get this wrong. 55 by 25. No, no. What is it? it's fifty by twenty. Oh, that's my first instinct. Ah, we didn't and win. I, you threw me. That's all right. Give me the other three. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll save that one. Uh, how you're a big Philadelphia guy? Yeah. How long is Broad Street? <laughs> you're killing me with these questions. <laughs> well, think all about right. it a little bit. Okay. All right. There is a you know. Is right. it a ten point eight miles? Oh, the Broad Street Run. Is that what you're saying? Well, okay. if you think about right. that, um, let's see. Hold on. We got. You got that. You didn't get that last one. Okay. Uh, is it B, 12.4 okay. miles? Is it C, 13.2? Yeah. Or is it D, 11.5? 10.8, 12.4, 13.2, or 11.5? Uh 13.2. No, it's no? 12.4. But, yeah, the, so the 10K, it far, yes. it's a 10-mile run on Broad Street, so I guess you got a little on either end. But, yeah, 12.4. I'm over. All, All right. right, go ahead. Uh, Further embarrass me. Yeah. Um, you're a big Phillies fan from the 70s. Yes. What number did Randy Lurch oh, you're wear? Killing you're killing me. <laughs> Randy Lurch, what <laughs> number? Come on, think about it. Was it A, 38, B, 41, C, 39, or D, 47? 47. 47 is right. The blade. All right. All right. There you go. Now you're on on fire. I'm on the books. (laughs) And then uh, let's bring it back to the fight in Phil's in 2021. Everybody knows Bryce Harper led the team in home runs with 35 of them. Uh, Reese Hoskins was second with 27. Who tied Hoskins 
for, with 27 home runs. Okay. They're the second on the team. Was it A, Gene Sakura? Was it Segura. Uh, Segura. Was it uh, – friends call him Segura. <laughs> was it JT Real Muto, C, Andrew McCutcheon, or D, Odubel Herrera? Uh-huh. Who had 27 dingers? Say, for that, say that again. It was either Gene Segura, JT Real Muto, Andrew McCutcheon, or Odubel Herrera. Wow. Yeah, how about that? Uh, huh. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. I, I – I want to say one more time. Sorry, run through. Segura, yeah. Real Muto, McCutcheon, Why am I thinking Herrera. Segura, but it can't be Segura. Good. It's not Herrera. It was just last year. I know. 27 dingers, too. I, I love it. Well, it's, got, it's got to be JT. JT Real Muto is incorrect. Oh, Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon. I was going to say McCutcheon my first instinct, yeah. and then I switched to JT. And I also like that question, John, because a little shout-out to Kutch. We love yes. that guy. Yep. He, was, he, was he was a lot of Milwaukee fun. Milwaukee Brewer. He's with the Brewers. Yep, yep. But uh, good times with Andrew McCutcheon. John, right. is that it? That's it. We're on the field watching a little BP. We've got Charlie That's Manuel awesome. right behind the backstop. I can't yep. wait uh, for 1 o'clock for this game. It'll be a lot of fun and, and looking forward to a fun uh, podcast throughout the year. Right on. Sounds good, John. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Go Phils. Happy spring training. And we'll see you next time on Phillies Backstage.